We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. Hello, this is Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark. I'm serving as pastor at Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And here with me is... Uh, pastor Jolly John Lekomsky, and I'm not serving anybody. I'm just an old retired guy sitting back on my rocking chair here on the front porch. <laughs> One year older, right, John? Recently had a birthday, I understand, a, a oh, yeah, milestone yeah, birthday. Yeah. Well, you too. You too. What? 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 I, I'm 70. That was my milestone. How How old were you on your last birthday, here, Matt? I am 10 and three fourths, John. So uh, <laughs> oh, I am just. Right. I am a leap year baby. <laughs> so that, that translates to 43 years old, but uh, 10 uh, actual birthdays, um, and uh, that that's what I'm sticking to. Well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's what I wanted to talk about. Uh, being at the 70th, we had a really, really special uh, celebration. My kids took me out to the Blues. We went to the Blues game, the hockey team here in St. Louis. They, they actually rented a suite for us to watch it. Uh, but I wanted to share my experiences because I think I learned some things that might help the church. Uh, I, I know the church right now is, is struggling. A lot of churches, uh, attendance is down. Uh, but the Blues game was packed, and I think we could learn some things so we can bring more people into our pews. Can I share that with you for just a moment, it, Matt? Charging 50 bucks a seat, is that part of it, John? <laughs> well, and, see, really isn't that remarkable? <laughs> and I'm sure for the suite, it was more than 50 bucks. So maybe you're, maybe we're not charging enough. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe that's it. That, uh, but what I, I do know for sure is, of course, I, I got my name and lights. You know, the, up there on the on the side, it wasn't on the main big board, Whoa, uh, but on the sideboard, it said, you know, John Lekomsky celebrating 70 years. And then there were other people celebrating anniversaries and birthdays. So do you do that, Matt? Do you add people's names? Because uh, I know some churches do that. They like in the bulletin and stuff. Do you do that? They're at a, at a you're at, what church are you at, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> at Ascension, John. Ascension. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we in the book, yeah, we we do. We list the birthdays of people and anniversaries, and yeah, we want to celebrate that as a church family. Sure, they're not in lights, okay, but but it's in the bulletin. Well, well that, so you don't have the big TV screens like some churches have in the front. So we we do we can project, but we don't project people's birthdays or anniversaries. Oh well, point. there you go. You need at the beginning yeah. of the service. You just need, or, or, or maybe even during the service, like they did at the hockey game, just have them come up randomly. There you go again. Then people just start plotting and cheering in the middle of the service. <laughs> so, so, so that's one thing. And, I'm, okay. and like I said, I think many churches are doing that. But, but you really need to think about putting it up in lights. It's much more impressive when it's up in lights. Of course. Uh, uh, the other thing is, is lots of food. We we had we had uh, lots of snacks. We had uh, all the potato uh, uh, popcorn we wanted, rather potato chips, pretzels. Uh, there were hot dogs. Uh, there were nachos. Uh, so, do you do anything like that at your church? Any, any we, we got donuts on Sunday mornings, John. Uh, okay, that, we got the donuts and the coffee. 
But I'll bet you you only have them before or after church, right? Yeah, it's not during the service usually. Typically, we I'm, I'm just thinking passing them out. You need to just say, "Hey, if you want to get up, help yourself, go back, grab yourself a donut, whatever." Uh, 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 I mean, back in the old days, you, you would have had the guy actually walking up and down the pews when you say, "Hey, hot dogs, hot dogs, who wants a hot dog?" <laughs> so something to think about, man. So I'm taking notes. But here's, I'm taking here's, notes. Okay, because this is the one. Because my son Josh, he said, this is why it was so crowded that night we went to. Because it wasn't about my 70th birthday. But the reason, because they had, it was bobblehead night. Oh. <laughs> so I can just picture a Matt Clark bobblehead. And I'm telling you what, if you gave away Matt Clark bobbleheads, your church would be packed. It would be packed. Okay. <laughs> Of course, of course it would, John. <laughs> Who wouldn't want one of those? Oh, so, uh, all right. So anyway, uh, for all the pastors and other uh, elders and other church leaders out there, that that's my suggestions for church growth, uh, especially the Matt Clark bobblehead. <laughs> we, but we, I will bring that to our board of elders, John. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what they have to say about that. <laughs> We, we, we recently had a banquet. Um, we had it off-site yeah. at, a, at a reception off our congregation. And yeah, we, boy, lots of people came, but we had an open bar. I think that helps. So maybe maybe there's something <laughs> there, too. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Complimentary drinks. All kinds of great ideas. <laughs> yeah, complimentary. Oh, man, we need to start doing our own church growth seminars, I think, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We said we weren't going to try to do anything humorous, and I think we're holding to that. Yeah. Uh, so now, and, oh, and, and and John, I neglected. I I yeah. introduced the show, and I'm supposed to and I I'm supposed to say what the show is as I introduce. Oh, it. that's but, true. So th this yeah. is, if you haven't guessed already, wrestling with the basics. And yeah, and what other show would it be on KFUO other than wrestling with the basics <laughs> after that? Right. After that little that's introduction. Right. <laughs> and just remember, we're the show that offers you complimentary drinks and bobbleheads. <laughs> so That's you right. won't find that in any other show on KFU. Yeah, just write, uh, write Gary Duncan, the station manager, for your complimentary right. drink and bobblehead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you know what? what is a shame is we really want to talk about something incredibly important. And, and so please do not let our lightheartedness uh, dissuade you uh, because... We, we, we want to talk about one of the words from the cross. Uh, that's the Lenten theme that uh, we're actually working with. Uh, and, and I'm doing a round robin with uh, the good uh, pastor at uh, Mascuda and at Freeburg. Um, so we want to talk about the first word from the cross as we uh, continue our Lenten wrestling with the basics. And do you know what the first word from the cross was, Matt? Uh, Father, forgive them. Right, John? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Father, forgive uh, them, for they know not what they do. And I think it's interesting that you wanted to stop after Father, forgive them. Uh, and, and frankly, that's where I, I'd like to stop, too. Because that, that second phrase, that qualified phrase, for they know not what they do, that that always makes me a, a little uncomfortable. Um, Matt, let me read it from Scripture just so. So we know what's going on here, if you don't mind. Luke 23, verse 32 through 34. Sure. Uh, two others who were criminals were laid away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him 
and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Um, so what do you do with that verse, man? Well, let's, let's, what do you do with that letter half the verse? They know not what they do. Yeah, because I, I think that, boy, you know, it's just as I read that verse, and, and I know that I'm a, a sinner, right, John? I'm in need of forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I'm thinking, you know, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I, I know that sometimes when I sin, I know darn well what I'm doing, right? You know? Oh, yeah. Some, yeah. You know, and I think that that's one of the reasons that it is kind of, like like you said, you know, um, I don't know. It kind of takes me aback, right? I know, am I only forgiven if I'm if I don't know what I'm doing, right? If I'm if it's out of ignorance that I'm sinning, right? Um, but if I know what I'm doing and I still willingly sin, even though I know this is wrong, if I know the Ten Commandments, right, and I'm still breaking yeah. commandments, you know, I think there's there's you know, if we just take these words, is there forgiveness for me if I know that what I'm doing is wrong? You know, does Jesus still save me? Father, forgive them. See, and that, that, that's exactly the way I feel about it, and, and, and it scares me. Uh, although I know that can't be what he means, uh, because the Bible's filled with stories of people like you and me who, who knew we were sinning, uh, and yet in the end they are forgiven. Obviously, Jesus did pray for their forgiveness. Uh, I'm thinking of, of uh, David. Uh, when, when David. When David got into bed with Uriah's wife Bathsheba, do you, do you think he knew what he was doing, Matt? Oh yeah, I I think so. He knew, knew the law, right? He's the Lord's anointed. Yep, and uh, yes, I think David very much knew what he was doing. Yeah, thou shall not commit adultery. Yeah, I think, and and then what he does after that, you know, when he sends off uh, uh, Uriah, the husband, there into battle and gives orders to the rest of the generals, you know, in the thick of the battle, just kind of take a step back. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't defend Uriah. And I think he knew what that was going to break a commandment too. Thou, thou shalt not kill. Um, I was thinking of Peter. Uh, Peter, when he denies the Lord three times, do you think he knew what he was doing? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, he obviously knows it's wrong because when Jesus tells Peter, right, you're going to do this, <laughs> you're going to deny me. What's Peter's reaction? Well, no, never, Lord. So Peter knows it's wrong. And yet he, he does it three times anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so so, uh, but but in the end, these guys are forgiven. They're forgiven, uh, even though they knew what they were were doing. Uh, uh, and I, I think at this point, I, I do need to make clear to our listeners that that intentionally sinning is not a good thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> we do advocate bobbleheads, but we do not advocate intentional sinning. I, I just want to share a few verses with you here to demonstrate that you don't want to do something you know is wrong. Okay. It's not a good thing. Uh, it says of, of, of Peter, Simon, Simon, this is Jesus, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. So I, I, no, I don't want to be turned over to Satan that he might sift me. That does not sound like a good thing. Uh, Matt, the, the, the things that God says to David, oh, now therefore the sword shall never depart from your house because you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, behold, I will raise up evil against you out of your own house. Uh, so, so to intentionally do what you know is wrong, man, that's a dangerous thing because uh, God doesn't give his law willy-nilly. He doesn't just 
give his law to bosses around, but his law encapsulates what's good for us, what's good for our neighbor. When, when we break these laws, we're going to hurt people and we're going to be hurt. That's just how it is. In fact, here's the thing that really scared me. Uh, you know what the, the Lutheran confessions say about David, that at that point it says faith and the spirit had departed him. And I don't think I want to face life without the spirit. No, But you cannot just make sin your life and think the spirit's going to put up with that. Um, so, yeah. No, no, yeah. I, so I think, did, and, and, yeah. yeah, go ahead. And I was just going to say, too, I think in David's life, you just see that there's those consequences to sin. And yeah, David's forgiven. That's clear. But boy, oh, that ripple effect that sin has in our lives and our relationships. And in David's case, we even get a glimpse as to what God's going to do directly um, as a result of that sin. Um, boy, yeah. So, no, we don't want to sin intentionally, John. Thanks. That's a point well made. And, and so the thing is, if we find ourselves having done that, uh, well, all sin needs to be repented of. But I would think particularly those kind of sins need to be repented of if there's any hope to restore our relationship with whoever it is we, we've hurt, our relationship with God, maybe even with our relationship with our own soul. Uh, although it occurred to me, Matt, that that repentance, again, is, is something that God does to us. It's not so much we do. Uh, again, going back to those stories, I, I find it interesting that God sends the prophet uh, Nathan to David and, and you remember that that final condemning statement? Oh, of, of, you are the man, he says to David. Yep. So so there's no getting around it. You you, you have sinned. Uh, and of course, oh, I love this passage from Luke. It says, and the Lord turned and looked at Peter, and Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, how he'd said to him before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And of course, uh, the the great thing is is that that bears the fruit that, that God expected from those words. Uh, it does bring repentance. Uh, uh, the next verse says in Luke, and Peter went out and wept bitterly. And, and in second Samuel, we said that David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. So, so there is repentance there uh, for what these men had yeah. done. And I, uh, you know, I think I like that point too, Jim, because, you know, repentance comes about, like you said, from the Lord and it's really prompted in both of those examples from the word of the Lord, right? That's what brings about yeah. the repentance. You are the man. It's God's word that then works their repentance in, in, in David. And then and then even Peter remembering Jesus' words. Again, that's what brings him to repentance. And, and, and what's cool then, and, and this is why I really like being a Lutheran, uh, because Lutherans don't think of repentance as just feeling sorry for sin. Yeah, that has to happen. Uh, uh, but then it's also the faith that goes along with that, that, that Jesus is still praying, Father, forgive them. Isn't that crazy? He was still praying for David, still praying for Peter, Father, forgive them. And, and, and again, that, that word comes to them, doesn't it? Uh, uh, David, uh, rather Nathan says to David, the Lord has put away your sin. You, you are forgiven, David, even though there's still the consequences, but you are forgiven. And, of course, I just love what, what Jesus does for Peter. You know, he denied him three times, so Jesus restores Peter. Not once, not twice, but three times with those words about feeding the lambs, tending the sheep, and feeding the sheep. Um, so it's, yeah. Uh, but that brings us back to our text. So, so I don't think Jesus is saying anything about the fact that they didn't know they were sinning because that's not the issue. I think the issue there, Matt, is what Jesus means is they don't really know that he's the son of God. And they don't really understand 
that he's the savior who has come down to bring forgiveness for the whole world. And they don't know that what is happening that day on Good Friday is actually Jesus giving his life as a ransom for many, uh, which would include uh, us and, and also them. See, they don't, it's, it's what, you know, Paul said that when, when he talks about his life, when he persecuted Christians, he says he acted in ignorance. Yeah. And I think that's what he means. That, that I, I didn't know. I didn't know that Jesus was going to be my savior. Because, man, let me ask you this. If they knew that, if they knew Jesus had come to save them and to forgive them, if they knew that he was their savior and then they still rejected him, do, do you think there, there, there could be forgiveness, Matt? Yeah, if you reject it, the it, forgiveness that God is offering you? I mean, not as long as they stay in that rejection. You know, certainly can repent of that, but as long as you're, you're staying in that rejection of of the Savior, knowingly, right? Uh, then, yeah, there's there's not forgiveness unless that's, you know, repented of. So, so th- there's a word for that in the Scripture. It's called the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. It's called the unpardonable uh, sin. Uh, see, it's one thing to sin intentionally. And again, we're not recommending that, people. You saw the consequences that come from that. Uh, but but there can be repentance. And, and then again, the prayer has been spoken. Father, forgive them. But if you sin and then Jesus says, here, I want to forgive you. And you say, I, I don't want that forgiveness. Uh, yeah. Now, like you said, you could repent of that. That's true. But but if you continue yeah. uh, stubbornly to, to stay in that until, uh, I guess, the end of your life, uh, I mean, what else can God do at that point? Uh, you you've you are the one that's rejected uh, His uh, mercy and forgiveness. Um, and any thoughts you have about that, Matt? Yeah. No, I I think you know. Well, the one thought I still had, John, was just the the I the yeah. idea of ignorance right that yeah the, the people don't realize who they're crucifying you know who they're yeah. putting to death and you think of, of all of those people that have been waiting for the messiah for all those centuries are waiting for the fulfillment and here he is and he's put to death and you think well how could they not know well it seems as though Jesus' disciples don't even fully know, right? Yeah. Um, you know, Peter's yeah. ready to defend Jesus so he doesn't have to die. And, and uh, you know, they're still looking for an earthly kingdom. And, and even probably, you know, on Palm Sunday, they're looking for some sort of earthly reign here. So if, if Jesus' disciples still don't quite get it at this point, uh, and they're ignorant as to some of these things and who Jesus is, perhaps, um, boy, certainly others, too, would be ignorant as to, to who Jesus is and but they're actually putting the Son of God to death here on the cross. And that's reason to cry out, yeah, Father, forgive them. But they don't know what they're doing. Uh, they have no idea uh, who they're crucifying. I want to I wanna just uh, share with you something that C.S. Lewis, uh, in his uh, book, The Problem of Pain, in the chapter on hell, hell said. Because, uh, I mean, that's, that's the scary thing if, if someone would reject his forgiveness, yeah. right? He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He believes not will be condemned if someone stubbornly rejects that. Uh, uh, and that's a horrible doctrine to think that that would be possible. Um, but but C.S. Lewis points out that it, it is what the Bible teaches. Uh, it's clearly words of our, our Lord Jesus in terms of the final judgment. Uh, but what I really liked about C.S. Lewis is, is 
he said, what else do you want God to do for people that, that would reject him like that? Uh, would you want him to give them a second chance? And and the fact is he, he gives them a second chance. He gives them a thousand chances. He'd give them one more if it would make a difference. But you come to a point where you realize, no, it isn't going to make a difference. Uh, well, uh, maybe maybe God should forgive them for their stubbornness. Uh, but of course, that's the problem. He does forgive them for their stubbornness. What, what do you think? Jesus is dying on the cross. He's, he's paid for every sin, yeah. certainly including our, our stubborn unbelief. But that's the issue. They won't accept that. They don't want that forgiveness. And, and what I really struck me is Lewis, C.S. Lewis said, well, then I don't know. I, I guess maybe God should just leave them alone. Yeah. And it is what he does. It's, yeah. Uh, that uh, judgment seed, depart from me. But but I, I always remember that when Jesus says that, he, he's got to be sad. Don't you think he has to be? That's probably the saddest moment Jesus ever had in his, his, his life is when he said, depart from me. Because we know what he wants to say. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how yes. I would have gathered you yep. as a hen gathers her chicks. Uh, but But you would not. Yeah, that's the exact verse that came to my mind, John, was him, you know, look, weeping over Jerusalem. That's That just reveals Jesus' heart, his desire that they would be gathered to him. But it's not that Jesus didn't want them or it's not that Jesus rejected them. No, they just wouldn't do it. They, they would not. They, they reject him. And, and so I just have to make one concluding thing about that, that idea. And it's a scary thing. But the Bible does talk about the, the sin against the Holy Spirit and the unpardonable. And, and that is the rejection of, of that forgiveness, that stubborn rejection, as you said. We can always repent of that. We all reject it at one time or the other, but the stubborn uh, continued. Uh, uh, the, 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 the thing you've got to realize, though, that doctrine isn't for you to use on your friends and your neighbor and your family. It's not so you can say, well, that guy over there, he's going to go to hell. But that, that again, is a, a doctrine for us that we would remember that we we all deserve hell. No one can say they don't. And, and there's no way we could stop that from happening by our own work, by what we do. Because what do we confess? Uh, I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ or come to him. So that's just how it would be for all of us, except uh, as that catechism goes on, uh, the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel. And that's where we started. That's the verse, isn't it? There's the gospel. Jesus praying, Father, forgive them. Uh, praying that for the very people who are going to kill him. <laughs> the very people who are going to yep. mock and make fun of him. But he was praying that for them. And uh, so in these 40 days of Lent, uh, this is obviously my Ash Wednesday sermon, if you hadn't figured that out. And, and I said to them, you know, 40 days to contemplate our sins. But don't you forget that every one of those 40 days, Jesus Christ is at the right hand of God the Father, praying, Father, forgive us. Uh, uh, so any any final comments about that, Matt? Yeah, I would just say in our, in our own lives, if we know people that do seem to have really rejected, you know, the gospel, um, you know, for us to not give up on them. Um, you know, like you said, John, it's, it's never too late until we're, we're, you know, our life here on earth is over. Um, so continue to share the gospel with them. And if, if they reject it, you know, that that is not up to us, whether they receive or, or reject that. Right. Uh, but we were called just to simply share that good news of, of the Christ who's crucified and the one who desires and longs to to forgive. 
Yeah, and, and let us remember that too, because there are times when we kind of are wondering because uh, we're feeling guilty or we've got problems. Just remember that's the one consistent thing you can rely on, Jesus praying, Father, forgive them. And, and since he was obedient to his father, right, he did everything the father asked him all the way to death on the cross. And since he paid that ransom on the cross, he already gave up uh, his life for the sins of the world. I think we could pretty well be sure that that prayer will be answered with a resounding yes. Uh, and I think about the fact he prayed that for the disciple who denied him, the disciples who abandoned him, the Roman soldiers that nailed him to the cross, uh, the very Jewish leaders who mocked him. And he certainly prays that prayer for you and me. Uh, this has been Wrestling with the Basics. 